Hey, everybody, and welcome to Materia Possessions, the one and only podcast for the site we now, the site I work for. No one else who works for this site. It's just we're podcasting together. Yeah, we're we're reviving a God, podcast. Fucking that, ten out of ten, Imran, you're killing. Yeah, absolutely no the, threats to non-disparagement agreements. I had to put in the notes at the very first thing. We all, some of us, signed a non-disparagement agreement. Yeah, that we we have to probably keep aware of. Oh, of course. What what website are you what even I, talking about, Imran? Why would I even say that's bad about them? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> As I mean, the what, years go John, by, what would you say? What would you, as, what would someone what say? What would about John do in a hypothetical situation where they were still stalking their social media and the things we're doing? <laughs> I want to be like, uh, be just careful yeah, for fair. at least a, a little while. That's fair. About, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. About that. I didn't sign shit, but sure, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, three of us signed. Four of us, I guess, signed severance agreements, mm-hmm. including. Oh, hold on. Actually, let's just introduce everybody real quick. In case you were new to this, in case you were not one of the thousand people, I guess, that was listening to 99 <laughs> Potions every week, uh, this is a new podcast that is not named 99 Potions because we legally could not get that name. We tried. Uh, this is called Material Possessions. It is the podcast of proscons.com, which is what I've decided to do. The more I say it, the more I don't like that name, and I'm like, yeah, we're committed to this point. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it feels a little like self-aggrandizing, right? Like, well, it's a Patreon about me, yeah. so I have to like. I mean, Emron, do you, you think I it. like? Do you think I like saying "floppy adult" literally every week whenever I'm on one of <laughs> no, these? No, 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 but I'm fucking stuck with it, so it's just it's yeah. Fine. Oh, me, Jordan talks about this all the time about how Jordan and I come from the era of social media where when you were a journalist in this business, especially, you just used your real ass name because right. you yeah. wanted to get that name down, locked yeah. down before somebody else stole it. Yeah. And, you know, I just think that you all uh, fucked up horribly. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We especially I mean, Aaron this, Oh my God. Like, I was going to, I was literally, the words were coming out of my mouth saying, this is the only name of mine that Natalie is going to be able to make fun of. <laughs> Uh, and yet, and yet, you you beat me to the punch. You literally uh, sucker punched me. I always beat you to the punch, Emron Cheese. This uh, this punch beater is one Natalie Flores. Yes, that is me. Uh, former feature contributor for Fanbite. Fan. Okay, so it's the word fan, then a capital letter, then bite. Yeah, yeah. I think is the okay. Yeah, yeah, it's F, ca- it's Camel B. Case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a website for gamers, techies, and enthusiasts. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it even that anymore? <laughs> or, or do you have any gamers, techies, and enthusiasts that'll be like, "Fuck, I gotta check out fanbite.com today." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so fucking funny, Imran, because I can still see all of this shit, and so I see how many things that are just like working now. That like, if if we had been given more than like a week to figure things out. If we had been given the amount of time that we were told that we were given, like, let's say hypothetically, um, it would have been great for us. Like, I was just looking at a a No Man's Sky guide because I was like, I can't remember how to do this thing in No Man's Sky. I looked it up. It's one of my fucking articles and it's in Google News because all of our No Man's Sky stuff has made it into Google News now where, like, the top results for all that shit. It's also very funny because, like, I'm currently reviewing and previewing several games including one I'm going to go check out today. Yeah! That would have been fucking huge for us that (laughs) we're just like... (laughs) Can't do anything with whatever, oh I guess. Anyway, hey, does the audience her- know that tomorrow? Actually, no. In two days, three days, 
depending on when this comes out, <laughs> then makes a month <laughs> since we got laid off. Oh, yeah. Three days from when we're recording this, it will be, yeah. The yeah. one well, month anniversary. Well, things are just funny. Let me continue introducing people, Natalie, and then we'll get to that That's stuff. Right. Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, I was featured contributor and assistant managing editor of the once-famed Fanbite. Yeah, and now you're doing other cool shit that I don't think we can talk about yet. Yeah, but not you're yet. You're currently doing... You're doing some shit that I'm like... Yeah, that makes sense. Natalie's doing that. Also, fuck Natalie for getting like such a great opportunity. <laughs> Hoping like everything falls yeah. into place. But um, yes, I'm very excited for the day that I can talk about things. Um, hoping yeah. an interview that I did yesterday went well. And yeah, I'm slowly doing things and stuff. <laughs> slowly is your best, most natural pace. Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah, just like even just with health stuff, just yeah. So, all right. Uh, next up is former head of media, head of large, currently just head of head of large for himself, John Warren. I think I'm the best when I'm the head of large for myself. I think like <laughs> I think my best self is just kind of head of large for myself. I will no longer worry about any of the things that we were just talking about. I don't, you know, it's like uh, we Jordan get get the bleep ready so I don't get sued. I don't give a <laughs> f- I don't give a f- I'm so happy to be making a podcast with y'all that has nothing to f- pad their stupid f- and I'm really glad to be out and independent and happy about that. Jordan, you're going to need to basically omit like 90% of that. <laughs> the but, one thing um, that's going to make it through is I'm so happy to be I doing am. a podcast with y'all. <laughs> I am super yeah. happy. I mean, that's that I am super happy to be doing this. And, and um, like one I, one silver lining for this is that John, you had to drop out of Ninety Nine Potions because you were I did. like you were too busy trying to help us keep our jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was well. I was also told on many occasions that I should just stop being on uh, shows and things without like a whole lot of like real explanation. It was mostly just kind of like, well, we need someone to really uh, I don't know. I guess sit and stew instead of you know actually uh, get talked to by anyone who could actually fix the problems that we had it doesn't matter again like i said i'm happy to be here making new yeah. content with my friends on proscons.com and yeah, I'm gonna, now that we're funded what? by the people and i'm gonna i'm gonna say it until it becomes normal for someone else to say it proscons.com i don't want Pros I, I don't want imran to be alone on this limb thinking that it's just some <laughs> like silly thing that he no 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 own it pros cons the problem with the name is that when I write it out, I write down my last name without the S because I just think oh, it's my last name. Like, <laughs> yeah. like the name is pros sure. con. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So like, I need to, I need to get better at my own personal yeah. like branding. That's fair. Of like, oh, I, I put in dumb pun at this. I need to actually like live it. I'm yep. so sorry. Before we move on to the next introduction, I uh, thought it was pros and cons. Is it, it is, but that doesn't work in the URL that well. Oh, okay. But like mm. audibly, in an audible format, should we be saying pros, cons, or should we be saying pros and cons? The Technically, the URLs the for is patreon.com slash pros, cons, mm-hmm. and the URL for, like the direct URL is www.proscons.com. Mm-hmm. So if anyone, would, they, they looked up pros and cons. They might not find the right thing because I, again, SEO thinking, I used a double entendre for a, a name. So people might just look up the words pros and cons, which is not correct. Okay. So I have to like literally just spell it out 
and then write, put the correct. I am doing my best to so, avoid Imran, what confusion. You, what you've done is yes. you've learned the opposite lesson that uh, I learned with Friends Reunion, a podcast that had <laughs> nothing to do with Friends. And we ultimately, we were planning on changing that anyway. And now it's just like, okay, well, now it's a Did you get thing. a big bump when Friends announced a reunion? No, that was the, that was the that was the entire Imran. That's the entire impetus to why I named it that. I right, thought, no, but like, did I you get thought, the actual intended we, bump? No, we didn't get that. No, of course <laughs> not. Absolutely not. No, no, no. It didn't work that way at all. But uh, mm. you know, proscons.com. Proscons.com. Uh, also, not a former anything. Not a former <laughs> fanbite person. The current fanbite managing editor. Miriam Strom sure. is joining us as our fourth chair. Yeah, I'm managing so many people that they left yeah. me behind to, to do. Um, so much let me to just manage. Take, let me just log on to Slack real quick. I've oh, already snorted. Oh, no. Look, you're managing a lot of job apps. That's that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'm looking at the I'm looking at my Gmail right now. I'm waiting for interviews. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, technically, I'm still there. They didn't like they we've uh, we've talked about this internally, and I've I've talked about this before. But it's just like yeah, basically everybody who got laid off is just anybody who wasn't right. didn't have like a long history of writing a lot of guides. It's it really just seemed like somebody opened up an Excel spreadsheet and plugged like did write guides, did not write guides into a thing and so if you weren't that you didn't get laid off and beyond that i don't know i probably shouldn't say too much with everybody else here because i know you all signed non-disparagement things so um you like you said you didn't sign shit i didn't sign shit but i don't want you guys getting caught in the crossfire i, I, I do I not specifically the, endorse anything being said but i love the idea that I, I love the idea that the person that currently works there is somehow not under an obligation to, to discourage. <laughs> not talk as, shit. as if, like, you know, yeah, that would be a totally appropriate thing to do. Fuck these fucking people. It's fun, totally fine. Blah, blah. Yeah, like, no, no, no. You can't, no. you can't do that. You're still there. And we, no, I can't do that specifically. And we, and no. I, and I won't speak for anyone else, and I wish for the success of those, those what, handful of people, five people, that are still there. Five that are for yeah. for now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, st- I'm. I still support. For as long as they're y'all there, make. y'all are making. Y'all are doing what you can. Six. It's so- six. six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, speaking of people there and not there, we are also joined by our former and now current once again producer uh, Jordan Mallory. Jordan. Ah. Jordan. Jordan is off mic, so you will not be hearing from them that often. But they are. I'm so glad to finally get Jordan back in this podcast. Yeah. Like He's when a king. we yeah. love him. Oh my gosh. Like I when we finally Jordan. got money for to get all this done, I was like, I hope we can get a producer. I hope we can like afford that as well. Because like I really re- Jordan is as much a part of 99 Potions as like any of us. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ninety nine potions or not ninety nine potions. Or legally <laughs> not ninety nine potions. Legally not ninety nine potions would not be it without Jordan. <laughs> I, I made the joke at some point because this is a Patreon funded podcast of calling it 1099 potions. And really I, I think that would be funny, still too close to <laughs> legally too close. Probably but too close, but here, very funny. You, we can put this episode, we can put this show up called Material P- Possessions. We can call it on the th- on the show. We can say whatever we want. That's, that's free yeah, speech. That's, we can just say 99 potions yeah. the whole time. I'm pretty sure Citizens United lets us say whatever we want. Yeah, pretty much. That's how free speech works, actually. Like, <laughs> yeah, once, you're, once you're on a podcast, you can just say anything you want. I mean, yeah. honestly, I, I mean, listening to Joe Rogan, that's true. 
You could just say it. I mean, hey, if we say more fucked up shit, we'll probably make even more money. Yeah, that's really true. Mm. I'm going to have to think about that. You ever read the book, The Secret? That was it. It says start a podcast to become a huge piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why in my head it, like, I I parsed your words this way near, but when you said say more fucked up shit, for some reason, my brain stopped at the word morph, like the character from uh-huh. the X Men. Yeah, I was we're like, just about what morph. if we, what if we talk about morph? And like, like, my brain just conjured up an image of like, oh, it's morph. Let's talk about morph. The <laughs> oh, it's morph. Let's talk about morph, baby. <laughs> morph, the a character that was invented for the X Men animated series specifically because they needed a character that wasn't from the comics so they could kill him off. Yeah, was he? Well, I, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that he was. A, yeah. I'll, the literally all I remember is there was an episode of like Morph came back to life or something uh-huh. and Wolverine was like incredibly like incensed to save Morph and everyone's like Wolverine what's the deal why are you so like excited about this and like Wolverine says I gotta save Morph he's the only guy that ever made me laugh and he runs off screen and yeah. that like that scene is burned into oh, my head oh yeah Morph <laughs> yeah God. Morph is kind of uh, as much as I think that show has much of a meme relevance to it um morph is kind of a meme from that show i guess that show also brought us like wolverine holding the picture yeah thing. yes oh, yeah. pretty strong meme yeah maybe it's because i just uh-huh. had my was maybe it's just because i just had my wisdom teeth removed uh-huh. on saturday but i don't like the mouth feel of morph 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 morph, morph. morph, morph, morph. Mm, you know you know what i'm thinking back to what my mouth felt like after the wisdom wisdom teeth extraction. Yeah, morph is morph is not going to feel great. You're, you're right. That that I is. Made, I, I made a mistake. So I, I got a I had a broken wisdom teeth at some point, and they had to extract that. Yikes! I at that point I did not was not living with anyone. I was not driving. I was walking everywhere. I made the mistake of figuring I don't live that far from the dentist's office. I will no. just walk back. So I I did that and like stopped at the pharmacy to get like the drugs on the way. Could not remember my way back home. Holy shit. Because I was just like, Ooh. I was just so dazed. And it was like maybe three blocks. And it's just like, I don't know where I'm going. I know the mall is here. I know home is like two blocks away from uh-huh. this. And you're not yeah. supposed where? to get sunlight while you've just come out of the operation, too. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> wait, <probably. laughs> wait, really? Wait, is yeah. that yeah. Yeah. Operation? What? what are you yeah. talking about? Like, you, like they tell you to avoid the sun, at least for the first day. Natalie, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out the the scientific like connection what? between. Yeah, what? I think it, it has something to do with the bruising that you can get from like the maybe. The okay, but like okay. it's a thing. I'm, like you look it up right now. That, no, okay, no, no, no. Natalie, you. I have a follow up question. I just yeah. know that I wasn't told that. Maybe they saw <laughs> how pale I was and they were like, "Oh, this dude's." Not <laughs> They're like, "Dude, get anyway. some sun, even yeah, if yeah, you got." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Natalie, yes. I have a follow-up question to your point about the bruising. Yes. Was the thing about the bruising something that a doctor, that you remember a doctor mentioning to you at the time, or is the thing about the bruising a thing you just made up right now? Because <laughs> you're like, this is my no. guess as no, to what no, it could possibly real. be. I mean, all that they told me was like, avoid sun, the sun for the first day, and my mom okay, told so me as well. making this and up. No, no, you, you're not letting me finish, though. You're not letting me finish okay, talk. I see, I see. Yeah, and I looked it up online after because I was like, at one ah. point, am I supposed to stop avoiding the sun like i want to take a walk like i need to know at what point and i saw that it mentioned like uh, because of the bruising or something like that so i mean i don't make up the rules 
I did eventually, like recently, like within recently? the last couple of days. Okay, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> Imran is recording from a bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> Imran died. But yeah, I, I don't recommend getting your wisdom teeth taken out and then walking home. Oh, there's no way. I was delirious when I got my wisdom teeth extracted, and I went to a public bathroom and proceeded to bleed a lot into a sink while people were watching me do that. <laughs> um, I was totally out of it and weird. That's and, so uh, bad. Yeah. Oh no way God. I could have walked home. No, <laughs> no that would have killed. That, I would have died. But I was also like a child. So like there wasn't like I probably shouldn't have been allowed to walk around by myself even back then. Wait, but you was, got that removed that early? Like like really early? I was I was uh, I don't I, I was not in, I was probably in middle school. Oh, maybe, wow. I think. That's like cool. it was pretty early. Yeah, it's definitely very early. early. Wow. Oh, Jordo um, says, says he still needs yeah. his own. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Is it inevitability? Like, do you have to get your wisdom teeth taken out at some point? No. I don't it's, think you. Wow. Well, we're. It's, it's I'm, recommended. Okay. Well, yes. okay. We're hearing yeses. We're hearing yeses. It can lead to. Well, we're hearing a yes. Of, uh, Jordan is suffering. Uh, <laughs> that. So that's a thing. It's like it's like appendix or something like that. It's like it can lead to a lot of very bad complications. That's true. And it, it's it's a very common complication and a very common painful thing. So, like, most people usually need to have their wisdom teeth out at some point. Right. Mm. And it's, like, a thing that you should take care of. Like, you would think other things regarding your teeth are not related to it. Like, for example, my problem is that my teeth are so they are translucent at this point because of stress grinding so i need to get some invisalign especially before my health insurance as per my severance (laughs) packet runs out (laughs) so i had to take out my wisdom teeth because i'm unable to get a scan that that they need to perform in order to then determine how much the insurance will cover the Invisalign. So just, just something that I totally didn't expect. I needed to get my wisdom teeth removed for ASAP and it had to be done. Uh, so Translucent meaning that like they couldn't take like, like, like x-rays would just go through them too, too quickly. Is that what you mean? I'm not sure exactly. And I try not to think about teeth stuff, but they, when I, <laughs> okay. when I went, they Fair said enough. that when they would like point the light at them, like it would go through and they're like, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You have ghost teeth. Yeah. I got ghost teeth, which like is really funny because you know, that's I, why they can't see sunlight. That's because yeah, maybe, which is funny because I was telling someone the other day that like, you know, like a lot of people, I got bullied at school, but for some reason, like the one thing that sticks out to me is like, okay, this is going to sound mean, but I'm still, I'm still furious. This buck tooth binge in like third grade, <laughs> she told me your teeth are too small. And for some reason that has stayed with me for the rest of my life. So like every time that I look in the mirror, I'm like, my teeth are too small. And then now they're too translucent. So that's right. Like that that's right. That's, Natalie. that's Natalie in a fucking nutshell. She's like, like a lot of people, I was bullied at school. Anyway, this buck tooth bitch called me and said, I've got, I've got my teeth are too small. It's the I don't know well, why you, I didn't you tell her let, your teeth are too big. I just started crying. Yeah, you know, you won't let anyone make fun of you for your height because you're like, this is my height. What? What the fuck ever? But someone tells you your teeth are too small and that gives you a, a thirty year complex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I just remember. I remember the seat, the time, the place, the grade. I remember wow. her name. No, <laughs> Natalie. 
You don't I, remember I her name. Out. He called her Bucktooth Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I totally, I'm with Natalie on this one because I had a, I had the exact opposite thing happen. I, rem, I don't remember the names because they were strangers, but I remember being swimming at the YMCA um, when I was a kid <laughs> and um, to like me, like basically these two girls were like running around the halls in the like basement of the building um, trying to find some other kid. And I had just seen some younger boy run down the halls ahead of them. And I was like, uh, if you're looking for that kid, he's over there. I was like maybe 12 or 11 or something like that. I was very young because I went to the YMCA for um, daycare. Hmm. Um, and like they called me, they literally almost literally called me a bucktooth bitch to like to my face. It was like, shut up. <laughs> you like, uh, so, why would that? I'm trying to remember the exact phrasing, but it was like, shut up, you bucktooth idiot or something like that. And like made fun of how Damn. big my teeth were. Damn. Damn. Let, kids you know will just I make fun that. of each leave other for everything. Leave people's teeth alone, folks. No, kids are terrible. We got yeah. what we got. You can't. Yeah. My teeth fucking rule now. I I went through so many fucking braces and retainers and perfect. fucking all kinds of shit. I they're so good. I Thank just you, I just had all mine replaced up top. That's what. Oh, I mean. yeah. that's smart. And then uh, on the bottom, it's just a party. So it's like it's a fun like mix. <laughs> you, there's like a perfect like um like a football tee where you can put a ball and then kick it. That's what my front teeth on the bottom are like. You could put a a football right there and kick it off. So I I lost my my baby my two front baby teeth like fairly early. So like by the time I was like nine, I had like adult teeth in, in the front of my face. I okay, dental horror warning, I guess, for people. Wow. Real quick. Right. <laughs> yeah, we get real in this material possessions episode. We're already got the content warning for dental set, horror. Setting the tone a little bit for the rest of the show. <laughs> uh when I was like at a swimming pool as a kid, I decided to like run for some reason Ooh. because uh-huh. I'm a kid, a kid and I wanted to run at a pool. Right. Uh, I ended up falling. Oh, no. uh, fell for You know how the diving board has like these metal steps going oh, to it? Oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, God. I fell yep. face first into one of those steps. Oh, no. uh, the two adult teeth popped out and that's basically been like the genesis of all my dental problems for the rest of my life has been dealing with that. And like at one point, one of them was just like, yeah, this is not going back in. We're not going to do it. Like this is years later because I had really shitty pediatric dentist and really shitty like adult dentist who did not know what to do, did not give me enough information. And at one point left a temp in there for about 14 years. So like at some point, 14 years. Wow. Yeah. They, should, they were supposed to replace it with like a, an actual like dental implant. I don't know that tech has, was there yet or money was not there or something. I don't know. But at some point, that tooth was just gone and the the space it was supposed to be in, like, bridged together. So now I have, like, one front tooth that was, like, n- now there's one front or tooth that's supposed to be there, which is an implant, and the other, everything else is just, like, not supposed to be in that place. So I have a weird-ass smile that I'm always, like, extremely self-conscious about. And it's, um, I, like, in my adult life, I just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. But, like, I wish that, one, I didn't smash my face <laughs> on a fucking diamond <laughs> board. Right. But, two, I wish that, like, I, I had cared more about that as a kid. And, like... <laughs> Yeah. Been like, yeah, no, let's make sure this thing is right because I don't want to look weird in every single dating profile picture for the rest of my life. <laughs> and now oh, I just and, don't ever smile in your pictures. And you know fine. what, Emron? Now yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Now about, it does not matter. Now I'm engaged. Yeah. So yeah. she's already stuck. Yeah. She Congratulations. She does not care stuck. about, like, the yeah. The thing about yeah. teeth is that it's the kind of thing that you just don't think about until it goes horribly wrong. Like, for some yeah. reason, you can perceive the rest of your body 
but like it's not like your eyes can look directly at your mouth unless you're in a mirror so you're like oh that's not a thing that I, yeah. I put it on the fucking the box problem. people <laughs> yeah not a problem that i perceive and then when it gets really bad you're like oh shit i should have perceived it Yep. Yeah. It's not like your eyes could look directly at your mouth. I mean, that's true of everything in your body, though, Natalie. I mean, I can, like, I can look at my arms right now. So, like, if my arm, something's fucked up with my arm, I'm like, oh, yeah, something's yeah, yeah, fucked yeah. up with my arm. Yeah, but my teeth are just, like, mouth bones. Like, yeah. you're, you can't look at your bones, really. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh. let me tell you about the time I broke my arm while I was riding bike. <laughs> that's I broke my arm while I was riding bike. We're, we're moving... <laughs> We're moving out of dental horror into rich, regular old body horror. Just regular, regular yeah. body. Uh-huh. Uh, stop making me laugh so much. My my teeth are hurting. <laughs> Do you still have uh, the puffed up cheeks and the wisdom teeth expa- or extraction? A little bit, not very much. Um, so what I did, I did like every trick in the book of trying to get them to like not swell, for it to like go down as much as possible, and the way that they said it i expected way more swelling than i got i'm just like small in general so even my swelling is small i guess um (laughs) so yeah i did every trick in the book to get it as least swollen as possible by yesterday when i did my interview um and i and then i contoured the sheet the shit out of those cheeks just like went in with the bronzer and was like oh yeah they're not gonna see this and then i like (laughs) you know parted my hair in a different way and uh, I think it worked. Uh, at least I did vertical pinstripes. I only cutely called uh, called it out until the end of the interview, where I felt I was safe and had made a good impression enough to say it. <laughs> That's yeah, the smart no, way to do it. Yeah, actually. You, like finish that off on sympathy of like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I did a great job despite all these problems. I'm going to do a great job for you, obviously. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm imagine here how great I can be when com- I'm not in pain from my wisdom teeth. Yeah. That's the thing they teach you in public speaking classes and stuff um, is to just never like say anything at the head of time to try and set expectations because most people won't notice a thing is a problem um, that you think is a problem. Most people just won't notice it. But doing it right at the end. Yeah. Make them feel bad for you. That's that. That's the closer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's been a it hasn't been too bad, but I've told my mom to please cook the things that I don't like. For the next several oh, days. Right. That's a yeah. great move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I saw her Get it out eating. Of your system, mom. Yeah, I because like I saw them eating spaghetti the first day, and I was like, "Fuck, I really want that spaghetti." And I was sitting there eating mashed potatoes, <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm so miserable right now. Can can you make this ugly thing that you really like tomorrow?" She's like, "Okay, sure," and she made it, and well, I feel bad. Mashed potatoes is not a downgrade. Mashed potatoes is like still some real damn. But compared good food. to the spaghetti that potatoes. she makes, like like she oh, makes real good know. spaghetti. I how how does how are the mashed potatoes made? Uh, just like right. from the the ones that you got in the box at Walmart. Oh, that. Oh, that. Okay, okay, That's yeah. not that. No You're not actually mashing a potato. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Natalie, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Natalie, I'll mash you some potatoes at some point. And then, then you'll <laughs> no, then you'll I'm be still... able to then you'll be able to understand why I was confused. Okay. 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 Sense. Got it. Yeah, it's just mashed potatoes, uh, Jello, stoop, all those things. So anyone mm. out there preparing for that, you know? Are you eating the ice cream? Uh, I am eating some ice cream. 
cream, um, oh, some yeah. protein shakes, um, some pudding. Um, oh yeah, pudding. Hell yeah, yeah, pudding. Yeah, I'm f- Natalie gets way into Soylent <laughs> over this autumn. Uh, I, I have had one Soylent in my life, which is I was walking in front of packs and had not eaten before an interview, and someone just handed me a Soylent. I assume they were like working for Soylent because they were handing it to multiple people. But in retrospect, I have no idea if that's true. I just sort of drank it, and it tastes like, like if you. If you're walking up to the board to answer a question for the teacher calls you out on, and instead of writing something down with chalk, you just eat the chalk. <laughs> like that is what soil tastes like. Yeah, yeah. Like this true. combination of like nervousness and chalk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right Damn. to me. Anyway, Natalie, you should, you should drink some soil and report back to us. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that and report back. Uh, after doing that process, I am confident that I can survive uh, anything. I, I was quite scared for a moment that I wouldn't survive <laughs> my wisdom teeth surgery. I, I drank two anxiety attack pills right before I did this. You drank like, two pills? Yeah, like I, like I took them. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was so nervous, and I was. I never so heard any, like I know what you mean. You took two pills with water. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone referring to that as drinking pills. Right? Yeah, I just I took two pills because I was so scarred. Um, wow. All right. Well, I'm glad you made it. Thank you. I'm I'm glad I lived. It. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been L- bummed if you had not lived. L- yeah, yeah, living as the a Natalie Mo- yeah. We would have called this a Natalie Memorial episode. Oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. wow. Right, we still would have Memorial it. possessions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, no, we're reading your will for your material possessions. Mm. Um, <laughs> there would have been oh, so many bleeps. Because like, I would have, like, in, in that oh, will. Oh, writing a fake will? Uh, I, I'm reading it just other people's wills. So I think that would be a good <gasps> podcast. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> They're telling us corn cob TV. What about morals? Jordo asks, "Do y'all have a will?" Uh, I don't. No. I don't, but I should. I yeah, I should. Yeah, right? I, I, I should, should get like a real like. If you get married or have kids or something, you should have a will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, I is think the, we're gonna... this is now my second go around on the marriage thing, and I still don't have a will. So yeah, yeah, I need to. I, need to do that. I think we had planned to do that after getting engaged, and this like yeah. oh, that makes done sense. In the last couple yeah. of weeks, because yeah. like I want to make sure all my like no one. I don't know who would want my stuff. I guess, but right. like yeah. It makes more sense for my fiance to have it than anyone else. Right. Jo- okay, Jordan wants Jordan, 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 Jordan yeah. I will right. give you my retro uh, two retro games of my choosing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Deal. But that's like a whole process, right? Like you just you don't just go into Microsoft Word and bang that shit out, right? <laughs> you need a lawyer of some sort. I mean, you can, I I mean, you need a lawyer, need a notary. like honestly, Natalie, you kind of can do that. You kind of can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why would I pay no someone? I guess it's a problem if one you have a lot of assets to yeah, like give yeah, away. That, that's, oh, yeah, trust me, I don't trust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and two, if you were like. If there are people who would fight over those things. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if you suspect you have, like, a long-lost sibling it's going to come in and be like, Natalie wanted me to have all her Mass Effect merchandise. <laughs> Kenneth? <laughs> Kenneth I, I can see Kenneth be like, yeah, Natalie said this to me on Slack, which no one can prove because none of us have Slack access anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I love that um, you can. Uh, everybody listening to this can obviously tell that we haven't recorded a show together in almost exactly a month, as Natalie like pointed out earlier. <laughs> yeah, because it's been over half an hour since I we know. started, and we haven't we talked haven't about talked a single about fucking a video single game. Single video yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or the, like, really the premise of the show or anything. I mean, in a, in a way, like it's it's gonna be fine because like we, I, I think we were pretty relaxed about. 99 potions when we were doing it but like oh, we yeah, still yeah, yeah, we sure. still did the 
whole like extensive notes, like trying to schedule things out, like trying to think of ways to, you know, grow the podcast and the listenership and all these things and make it cohesive according to the other podcasts that we had on the network here. Like we can yeah. just, you know, it's, it's a lot more relaxed. There's a lot. Of, it's just friends having fun and talking about games. So, um, I hope that people enjoy that kind of flavor too. We don't got to grow shit. Like, Honestly, if we stay at this number forever, we're fine. Yeah. So, perfect. But uh, the last bullet point I had in this introduction was this is going to sound ramshackle for a few weeks because it is. Like, thank God we have Jordo here to make it at least not sound terrible. I don't know if anyone could hear in the fact that, like, there's a they just had to tear up the curb outside my window just today. <laughs> so I don't, might come through with the recording, might not. Hopefully, not, not a thing every week. But, like, also, it's it's like music and stuff is going to come down the yeah. line, which will, we will have at some point, but yeah. for right I've now, I've just been epilating my arms this entire show right into the <laughs> microphone. It's like great stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's no rules. Just right for now. Jordan <laughs> bashing his head into the desk. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, like you said, no rules. Just right. My brain has like decided to focus only on what is that from? What commercial? Outback steakhouse, right? Outback Outback steakhouse. Is it Outback Steak? Yeah. 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 Okay. No rules, just right. I went to the Outback in Tokyo while I was there. Hell yeah. Wow. It is a TGS tradition to go to the Outback next to the, uh, Mura, uh, God, what the fuck was it called? Murakahi Center? Like, it is, it's weird that it's there. And like, when you're there, do you know the America Town scene in The Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah, same yeah. And it's basically that where people try to talk to you in English. That's so funny. And like call you like partner and friend. Makuhari Mese. Yes. Thank you, Jordan. Like there's an outback next to that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to come in here for like a blue banana and then go. <laughs> and it is, it's so funny because like they, everyone in Japan usually pegs you as this person doesn't speak Japanese. Like immediately upon looking at you, which maybe xenophobic, may, not xenophobic, maybe xeno. Presumptuous. Maybe it's Xenoblade. Xenopresumptuous? Uh, <laughs> Xenopresumptuous, like, sure. Uh, but, like, they they just, they were like, hey, partner, let's sit you down. And I'm like, okay, cool. Partner. And, and like, the, the actual menu is, like, this weird mix of, like, Japanese curry and, like, Outback Steakhouse stuff. And there's, like, a curry steak. And I was like, I'm not hungry enough for this, but I kind of want to try this. Because it, it legitimately seems like it's a steak they poured curry over. I mean, well, I would eat it. Yeah, yeah, why not? But I, I got like a, a uh, blooming onion and just like, yeah. like all right, I'm good. I don't, I don't have it. I want to spend my food space and time right. on getting good food. Now, now, right, Imran, right. do they? Okay, this is a this is an, a question that I I don't quite know how to ask but like you know how like television there is like televisu like you know they like the 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 word for it is kind of an onomatopoeia of the english version of it Terabee, is yeah. blooming onion it's like does it have a japanese name or are they like are they pronouncing blooming onion in kind of so like they, that in that in that in that style the important thing for me and menus is they will point at a picture and be right. like, okay. yes. All right. So they never said the word out loud, oh, okay. but I could tell it was a Blooming Onion from the picture. Sure, of course. Okay. Like, I, I was just curious if it's like, the, I, wonder, I wonder if the brand is powerful enough to travel to Japan or if they just say <laughs> like fried onion ball or whatever in, in Japanese. Anyway, that's a question for someone else for another time. Yeah, I I, I, just, I don't know that there's like an outback like 
corporate regional manager like watching over everyone being like no you got to use the word <laughs> right you got to say it out yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to sell that game informer subscription <laughs> yeah not anymore really not but anymore okay. yeah all right john used the word game which is the yeah. all the the uh it, the peewee secret word of the day to actually move on <laughs> to the games we've been playing We've actually like we're at like thirty seven minutes, so I don't know how much further we're gonna get than the games we've been playing. But hell yeah, I've been playing the Street Fighter Six beta. Uh, that game is real fucking good. Yeah. the The modern control scheme has made me more mad than I think I've ever been mad at a video game in the last. Really? Like, Interesting. Why? What? Not because why? not because I dislike it. I think it's fine. I switched to classic, but I fought someone whose name was like fucking Timmy or something. <laughs> Literally that kind of name, and like. I lost like 13-3. Even though I could I could tell and predict exactly what he was doing, he was just kicking my ass using that modern control scheme over and over. What? Wow. Like, What's the difference? What does that mean? Uh, so in the modern, modern control scheme is basically just Smash Brothers. It is, you have a special button that it has four specials based on the direction and then huh. like an, an oh, auto combo wow. button. Like uh, like the Grand Blue Fantasy game did something similar to that. They they put all of the specials on like cooldowns, and you would just press one button. Yeah, but this has no cooldowns. Right. This is this is just straight up Smash Brothers. Right. So like this guy playing as Luke, and I was trying to get good as Kimberly, and he oh. was like, I assume he was like eleven years old or something. Granted, I don't know how an eleven year old got access to the Street Fighter Six beta, but like his name was Timmy, and he was using modern controls, and he was like. Reb was next to me, and she was saying, I can't watch this anymore. You are stressing me out. Wow. Because I was getting so salty. I was like, this guy is terrible. He sucks. And yet I am losing to him, which I think is a massive endorsement of how good that modern control scheme is. But, like, I was using – I could have probably just switched to modern or maybe just played against someone else because I was not listening to anyone before him. But he was kicking my ass up and down that stage. Huh. Huh. That's interesting. This is the first time I've heard about the modern control scheme thing in the game at all, but that's like a really interesting way to do that. I'm it makes me wonder if they like at Evo or whatever are going to like put limitations on no you can't be using modern control scheme. You have to be everybody has to be on an even playing field. Everybody has to be using basic controls or if they're going to allow that stuff to be like a a setting that players themselves can choose. I also wonder like could it be that Luke is very imbalanced against Kimberly or something? Sure. Like sure. it's a beta. The game is not out. They I don't know what balance testing they've done or if this is the actual balance testing, but like it is possible I could see it Capcom saying no, both control schemes are fine. I can see it shaking out that, like, in the end, like, they're actually surprisingly even. Uh, right. Or I am just terrible at this game, and, like, that's the main problem. And this person is actually, like, they're, they're pretty good, and they're using modern control scheme, and just happen to be, like, great at this game. Who huh. knows? Yeah. But, what I think that's a really good beta. I think that... Uh, I'm going to write up something for the, the Patreon you're listening to, or you're currently subscribed to, or hey. not subscribed to. And if you're not subscribed to, then please subscribe. Mm-hmm. But if I, I think it is probably the best fighting game beta I've played, because you can go in, you can play with friends, you can play with randoms, and it gave you a good idea immediately of how the lobby system for this game works, right. which is just a, it's a big, dumb arcade. That's awesome. And it's, yeah, you sit down with people at things, it shows you on a banner on top of each machine who is pl- like what fights there are what characters they're using it like announces like hey this player's on a winning streak this player just lost their winning streak this player's about to lose their winning streak maybe come check out this match because it's pretty cool and like that's it's all very like uh, 
I, I've said this a couple of times. Next year is very, very stacked with games. Yeah. I would not be shocked if at the end of the year we're like, no, Street Fighter Six is one of the best games of the year, possibly the best game of the year. Yeah. I mean, they, they are... I've said this on a few shows and, and and other things as as like we've learned more about Street Fighter Six, but it still continues to be true. It, it really feels like the lesson that they learned from Street Fighter V's release was not only do we need to put more stuff into the game at launch, we need to act like we give a shit about it. And like that kind of care and attention to detail and kind of celebratory tone about the entire legacy of that series, as well as kind of like where it is for modern players that is oozing off of like everything that they've done. So just even this beta, like I didn't get into it, but I've just been watching people play it and watching people get excited about it. And they've really, really made, I think just a string of unbelievably smart and, calculated creative decisions that have made me think that this is going to be one of the best games of next year. I'm super excited about it. It's funny you say that what they've learned from Street Fighter V thing, because while I was there, Fanbyte through me had an interview with uh, (laughs) the Street Fighter Fighter, uh, VI director and producer. Yeah. And like... I asked them what lesson did they learn? And mm-hmm. this is obviously not ever got published because right. I got laid off in Tokyo. But <laughs> <laughs> I asked them what lessons they learned from Street Fighter V. And they're like, yeah, we, we kind of went it on our own and just kind of did what we thought best for Street Fighter V. Yeah. That was not the great plan. We should have like been communicating with the audience way more. And I think that's what they're taking with Street Fighter VI is they're letting the audience tell them what do you need? What, what makes a good Street Fighter for you? And I think overwhelmingly people have told them like it needs – the presentation needs to be there. Mm. Like it can't just be like a, like a Spartan look. And I think they've really got that going with street fighter six. And also you need to like communicate in the idea of this is what we're thinking with this character. This is how we're reinventing this one. You can't just really cowboy it yourself. You can't go, you can't go like, Oh, we're going to change how Ryu works. I hope Ryu fans like that. Mm. Talk to Ryu fans, get their feedback, see what actually like what a good Ryu is. And inevitably that's going to lead to everyone being very strong versus some people like just having like weaknesses and strengths. But I think that kind of works better for this game is that everyone feels like they're incredibly powerful. Everyone feels, I feel like if I take Ken, who is just like always been kind of my main, I will, always do a good job against whatever character I'm facing, as yeah. long as, like, my Ken's pretty good. Yeah. I didn't feel like that in Street Fighter V. So, cool. I, I, it, yeah, it's, things are looking good for that game. They still don't have a date. I assume it is not coming anywhere near Resident Evil 4, but I would expect it, like, May-ish, probably? Uh, Jordan asked how the netcode is. Netcode seemed fine. I, it is... I think they said it is going to be rollback. I don't know if that's implemented yet, but I was... I think i got in one match ever that had a couple of like small hitches okay but otherwise yeah, it was Jordan totally pointing out that the street fighter 5 netcode was terrible i mean yeah it was really bad i think that's one reason they limited this this beta as much as they did because yeah. the street fighter 5 beta was a shit show yeah so this is not ten thousand people trying to vie for online matches no it was it was all fine it, it it's honestly kind of funny to see the difference between like people's reception to the overwatch 2 beta and this whereas the overwatch 2 beta and even the release of overwatch 2 kind of feel like they're a mess with a lot of people like being stuck in queues and stuff like that literally the only thing i've seen about street fighter 6 is people talking about how awesome street fighter 6 is and how much they wish that they were still playing right now and that they're sad the beta is over 
Speaking it's just of like, Overwatch, God, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, speaking of Overwatch too, that's the other game I played this past weekend. Yeah, I've also uh, been playing did you that, play so, like, it can, or did you like stare it. at the screen? A little bit column A and column B. Yeah, <laughs> I actually on Tuesday when I played, I actually uh, we had no problem getting into matches. Yeah, you guys got in really fast. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah it's a. Uh, I think I don't like that game. <laughs> I think yeah. it's a bad game. Why, why, like, why don't you I, like I'm, it? I am because I, I don't. I don't have a fully formed opinion of it yet because I've I've only played I don't know a handful of matches and whatever. But why did did you like the original Overwatch and he then didn't. kind of what what did your why are you so like definitively? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I like this game. I loved Year One Overwatch. Oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that is one of my favorite multiplayer games of yeah. all time. Mm-hmm. I, I like Chicken, Chicken Battle Net because, like, when I installed Overwatch Two, that's where it was. Yep. I had played three hundred hours of the original like oh, Overwatch. Damn. Okay. And then, like, at some point, I just stopped, which is a combination of friends stopping playing and also Blizzard became so reactive to the competitive element of that uh-huh. game mm-hmm. that yep. it became uh, like it just was not a thing for me anymore. Yeah. Like it wasn't honestly, for you like, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think overwatch league ruined overwatch. Yep. Yep. I, I, they became so obsessed with how is this going to play on a competitive stream that it just became so uninteresting for me. Cause I didn't want to roll queue. I didn't want to like, I want to just jump in, play with a couple of people who are at least taking it semi seriously, but not right. like completely fucking around. Uh-huh. And like, mi- like push the cart a little bit. Then like I'm done for, you know, the day or whatever. They made a game that is you have to play your role as intensely as possible. You have to deal with the fact that people are just like mean about it. Like, because every if you're going into that game to play, you're playing only to win and not to have fun. And you have to, like, the actual change in Overwatch 2 that was the big change to me was that they took it down from six to five. Yes. And okay. that meant you, there is more pressure on you, no matter what role you are, than ever. Mm. It's not just like, oh, I, I am. I know this good spot for Widowmaker for this part of the map. I'm going to go there. Because if you're not in the ideal spot that everyone who's played that game knows, then you're going to get yelled at for like, why the fuck are you not in that right spot? Yeah, yeah, are you trying to spot. make us loose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which like, no, I don't, I want to be here. Cause I feel like I have a good, like maybe that's not the like optimized spot. You want to try one that, shit. You just want to yeah. play. You don't, you don't get into those games to go run to your spot and do your thing and then move on. You're not at a job. You're playing a fucking video game. You want to try shit. Right. I get that. That's the problem. That, that's actually the best way to put it is that Overwatch 2 feels like a game that lacks creativity yeah. for b- the player. That I, I feel like I can't be creative in how I play that game. Right. I either have to be good or bad. Right. And I'm, since I'm not good, I'm bad. Yeah. And that, that to me is extremely boring. Yeah. Every time we do one of these shows where we talk about a multiplayer game together, we just get closer and closer and closer to all of you just agreeing that what you want is Dota 2. <laughs> the very definition of a game that is uh, everyone will uh, the yell very at me if I'm of bad. A, yes, but a game that is endless creativity, endless options uh, for for experimenting and doing whatever you want and stuff like that. Mm. Isn't that not like that is explicitly not mm. true? Because if I mess up, I feed, which act, gives them straight and like. I, honestly, and I know several of you were disagree with me on this. Splatoon is that game for me. 
of I can kind of just do what I want and do something interesting. And it's not like the problem is that everyone else is bad. Like all my teammates are always bad. So it's not me that's messing up. It's everyone else's. Mm, okay. So you're just saying that you're already that person that you hate in Overwatch <laughs> and Dota, but you're, you're that for Splatoon now, but I'm limited by the fact that I can't tell them they're bad. I see. I see. I see. Nintendo got it right. That Everybody is always <laughs> saying that Nintendo had it right with the uh, online play from the beginning. Uh-huh. I can't yes. believe it. Can't believe it. I think this is really interesting. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, Natalie. Uh, I just think this is really interesting to hear because um, this is like exactly the problem that they tried to tackle by reducing it from a 6v6 to a 5v5 because ultimately like the majority of the 1,500 hours that I played of Overwatch has not Uh been in the last like two years but I have played some matches in the last two years and what a lot of people felt was like it just became a a game about barriers where people just stand behind the barriers and healers you know heal the tanks so that the barriers uh manage to stay up but there's like no creativity besides just maintaining the barriers so this change was made to combat that but it sounds like it hasn't really actually combated it at all from what i hear if anything like support players seem to not be having a great time because everyone's just free-for-alling if you're the tank you're pretty much supposed to be a dps but with a bigger health bar rather than what an actual tank is supposed to serve as which is why jordo mentions in the chat like the state of overwatch 2 is that i got shit on in chat for not doing enough dps as a tank Um, and so as a support player it's like oh well i mean i have to be doing all these things and y'all are just you know free for alling and being totally okay with dying and instead like if i'm not healing you properly that's i got shit on <laughs> so yeah. it's like i think yeah, like Over- overwatch is better and like before people knew how to play that game before everyone had like an optimized thing like optimized spots optimized strategies all that before a it, meta it was just developed like, yeah yes when it was just like okay we're all standing outside the barrier or like we're, we're all waiting for the the match to start and then we'll all go do our things based on like what we want to do if it works out great if it doesn't oh well yeah and i think right. like I don't know. Maybe that's just how I'm playing multiplayer games of where I don't really care that I, much. I like, no, no. I like making adjustments within a match's infrastructure, but I don't like making adjustments pre and post that one match. Like I, if we get obliterated in one round, I'm okay with kind of regrouping and saying like, okay, I probably need to be focused on this or that or the other. What I don't enjoy is the idea of when I'm picking a character I am then locking myself into a set of behaviors that I absolutely have to abide by if I don't want to get yelled at. That that doesn't that's not fun for me. It's just not. Yeah. The, I think that like to Jordan's point about like not doing enough DPS as a tank, and to your point, Imran, about like them being so reactive to the Overwatch League stuff. Like the way that those changes all eventually boiled down to is just everybody because the only thing that you can be doing in Overwatch is the objective or killing another person. The only way to get an advantage on the objective in Overwatch is to kill the to other kill person. The other there person. is no yep. gold farming. There's no feeding. There's no jungling. There's no like building items or anything like that. There's no upgrading your character mid match. Any of that stuff. All it is is just shooting people. The way that that ends up going uh, down, the, the funnel that all that gets filtered down is just like, well, the most optimal path forward as a competitive player is to kill the other team because that gives us time uh-huh. to push forward onto a thing where we outnumber them and we can 
pick, get a pick here and then, you know, like a pick off and, and then, you know, we'll, we'll just bulldoze them. Yeah. And that's what Overwatch is and has been for a very long time at this point. Yeah. And the way that they have ended up, like the ways in which that they have uh, reacted to the game, even in Overwatch 2, is to like remove any kind of utility that any other characters have because so many people are just like, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't like it when I'm not doing the fun thing. I like it when I'm doing the, the thing where I kill people. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> so you end up with like, as a Jordan says in the chat also, also Ariza doesn't have her shield or orb anymore and she was my favorite character. Like, McCree, or not McCree, uh, Cassidy, Cassidy <laughs> lost his, like, stun. May can't yeah. freeze people really anymore. She, right. like, yeah, the C9 stuff, and stuff like has been totally obliterated. Yeah. All that stuff is gone just in favor of just, like, everybody just does more damage now. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just artificially tweaked a bunch of numbers on, like, okay, because tanks are, like, having two tanks is basically useless. We just have one super tank instead where we just cranked the number of their their hit points way, way, way up instead of making them a more interesting tank to play because yeah. we need to have something for them to do. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely feels like they, they said the battlefield eyes overwatch in a weird way of like, we need to make time to kill faster. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, I don't, that was not that what I liked issue. about overwatch. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that wasn't the issue for me. I, I, I enjoyed the feeling that there were characters when you saw them on the map. May is a perfect example of just knowing that like, she's not going to be the one to knock you out of a game, but she is going to control area and space in a way that is interesting in a first person shooter like that stuff is interesting to me Uh, removing those elements about like spatial control and all that stuff in lieu of which of these characters does more damage now which you know it's like that is just deeply uninteresting to me and in the five matches or so that i've played um i had like I had a fun time, but I also didn't feel like I could identify an interesting way that a match turned uh, or like some, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't immediately identify ways that individual players were affecting the overall flow of the game. And I used to, and I feel like I used to be able to really closely identify those things. And now it's just this kind of a mess. It's a mess that I, I, I'll I'll totally admit. I, I, it's not, I, I I had a fun, I had a a totally fine time playing. I played with some friends when I play overwatch. I don't look at the fucking chat. I, I, that shit doesn't exist for me. Now is that, does that make me a bad player or an unreliable player or a team member? Maybe, but like, I don't, it's, it doesn't exist for me. So I had a fun time, but I also was just like, I don't know why I would play this instead of Apex Legends or Valorant or uh, League or something like that. I do think to an extent, like, the play of the game thing, which is initially a very cool idea, yeah. kind of fucked that game up a little yeah, bit. A little because, bit. like, yeah. it only like it made it so, oh, you're only really getting attention or kudos or whatever if you kill a bunch of people. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. if, it's if you were so the much Reinhardt, harder to, yeah. Yeah, if you're a Reinhardt, like, just who happens to be, like, guarding the the point or whatever with a shield, you're never going to play the game, even right. though you may have contributed the most. It's, it's like, I actually, uh, you know, genuinely, to bring it back to Dota for a second, I wrote about this for Red Bull, like, years ago, about how, like, that was a problem with Dota early on, about things like uh, the only 
metric for success for a lot of people early on, they eventually fixed this in a lot of ways by like introducing a lot of like good graphs and things like that, that people ended up using a lot at uh, esports tournaments and whatnot. But the only metric for success was like, what's your KDA? And it's like, Dota's not a game about KDA. It's not really like you want to be doing kills sometimes, especially if you're certain characters or whatever, but whatever. And it's like, well, why is that an issue? And it's like, well, because it's very, very, very difficult to algorithmically, automatically with a machine pick up on things that are like interesting spatial denial or yeah. like a really clutch timing or something like that. You can't pick that up. What you can pick up is, oh, this person made a lot of numbers happen very quickly. And we can see in the in the algorithm that the, at this point here, there was a big spike of these numbers. So even then, when you get things like, you know, plays of the games now, they've like they've made some of that stuff a little bit better, but it's like um you know, you you did a bunch of you got some kills and you healed because we can also tell that you healed 500 health points in this same window or whatever. And it's all it is is just reading those numbers because like it, the technology is just not sophisticated enough to be able to tell things that like a commentator would be able to tell. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah. it's impo- it's very hard. I sympathize with them. It's very hard to design a mach- computer that decides what's cool. Yeah, but I also right. think like when you put that feature in there, you're gonna like it inevitably changes what the game is like mm-hmm. and with them being so reactive to what the community and the, especially the competitive community wants, you end up with an overwatch that was at one point for people like me who were maybe a very specific group of, I don't want to, I I like to win, but I don't need to win. I don't need this to be like a, a team that constantly is like, I don't, want this to be like I am playing in the NBA. I want this to like just be a thing I do to relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Overwatch wasn't that anymore. And Overwatch 2 doesn't seem to be that anymore. Not to mention the fact that like the the beta or it's not even a beta it's early access it's it's a soft launch of what they right, have for because Overwatch the pve 2. stuff that they launched that they showed yeah. as the opening thing for what overwatch 2 was going to be is not in the game until <laughs> the, next year the entire yeah. fucking impetus to make a different numbered overwatch we are making a full pve campaign it's it's not even part it's, of this package it's so yeah. weird to me i was someone was um i was i was uh, speaking with a like a lay, kind of a lay person earlier this week about like Overwatch 2. It's just like a, a friend of a friend who plays video games and, and was like, yeah, I saw that there's a new Overwatch. Like, you know, what's new in it? And I literally had to tell a person. <laughs> it is, it, it nuked the old one, replaced it with something new and gives you less than what you had before. Like, I, I, I can't fucking explain that to people. It is so yeah. strange to me. It's like, yes, it's free to play. You don't have to pay any money to get into it. So it's like that has it going for it. But it is one of the strangest packages you could possibly explain to someone that doesn't that isn't already a huge uh, mark in the industry or is an Overwatch pervert. It's like I, everyone outside that sphere has no idea what Overwatch 2 is. And there's not many of them left to begin with as someone who wasn't overwatch pervert like i'm i think i come from this to this like from a different perspective from imran because i'm someone who only strictly plays competitive mode so i'm even then though i felt like they were catering so much to what the overwatch league demanded that that in combination with what imran mentioned about play of the game and now this like it just feels like they really lost sight of why people came to Overwatch to begin with, which is right. that it offered a lot of gameplay that wasn't found in a traditional shooter. Like, 
all these methods of play that you could do and it, it was so much more than just what you could shoot how many kills you got how much damage you did um and it feels like with especially with 5v5 that's been deprioritized even more and i understand it's like a it's a really complex thing to fix because you can't control what how like the meta that naturally evolves that people find out and that people develop and you also have to cater to this you know million billion dollar esports league or whatever but um yeah i i haven't actually opened overwatch 2 because i i don't feel like there's anything there for me i mean we just mentioned um that it's free to play like that battle pass structure is ridiculous like someone did the math yeah. to uh get like how much it would take for you to get every cosmetic for kiriko and it's something like two years i think uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i did see that there was an article going around about that and i'm like that's ridiculous yeah hold it like it's it's a ridiculous business model ridiculous like progression model and also i feel like again this is seemingly in beta, quote-unquote, whatever the fuck Blizzard is calling it, but it's made no real impact. I've, I don't think I see a ton of people really talking about the game besides the Overwatch sickos. It's like, I don't know, you, you released the sequel to one of the biggest or multiplayer shooters of the last decade, and nobody really cares that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not, it, this is not an event. It feels like I, I, I watch um, it's this time of year where a lot of network TV I end up watching because I like live sports. And so, uh, you know, like football games and basketball is about to start. And this is the time of year where I am aware of how national advertising campaigns work on both, you know, the Internet with like Twitch campaigns and things like that. And also like network TV, network TV around this time of year always has ads for video games that are popular and coming out. I've not seen anything for Overwatch 2. I've not seen any sort of marketing language that is geared toward a lapsed fan or someone that is just like mildly interested in first-person shooters. I've not seen any of that ad copy. I've not seen any of that. And it is such a strange experience to see Blizzard spend this much time unfucking a situation that is still not that unfucked and still not putting their entire back behind it to make sure it succeeds. This is a weird thing. I don't know what this is, but this is a weird thing. And if I'm on that Blizzard team that's working on Overwatch 2, I'd feel awfully fucking weird about how much time and effort you've spent on all of this stuff that has gone totally unappreciated by most of its fans because you know y'all are making some kind of whack decisions and also totally unsupported by Blizzard in the general marketplace uh ad ad marketplace. It's like it's such a weird dead on the vine feeling for one of the biggest things that will probably come out this year. I will the say- only thing I can think of, like the the grace I will offer them on this, is that maybe they're just counting the days to the Microsoft acquisition, and like maybe, maybe Overwatch becomes a, like a major part of the Game Pass yep, model. Maybe, like, it, like instead of like if you're subscribed to Game Pass, here's half the Battle Pass just free. Right. Yep. I will say yeah, that Jordan as does- we're. Oh. Uh, no, go ahead, Natalie. Yeah, I will say just real quick that as we are talking about this, I checked on Twitch and it currently has 325,000 viewers. It's a lot. So I'm interested in, yeah, and that's the second place is League of Legends at 138,000. So I'm curious to see how that momentum 
will go if it will fall right after the week ends or if it'll stay as it is because 325,000 people is it's a, a good lot. number yeah. Yep. yeah i mean it's good it's i feel like overwatch one did better at launch oh of course yeah. overwatch was a revolutionary thing i think right like, yeah. not, right. not to be not to be a show for original overwatch but that was like a revolution to me not to be a show for this thing that no longer exists yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is dead now That's so weird. team fortress 3 was a revolutionary new addition to the video game pantheon <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> what were you gonna say here because i interrupted you <laughs> Oh, I was going to say that um, uh, what the last thing I will say about Overwatch 2 is uh, they don't need to advertise because Source Filmmaker is doing it for them. Yep, um, that's what Jordan said. That's very, very true. Very true. Which, yeah. do they, like, not to get into the, like, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The minutia of porn here, but is there as much Overwatch uh-huh. 2 porn as there was Overwatch 1? Uh, I mean, the thing about it is like, oh, okay, I'm speaking from my, um, yeah, yeah they, Jordan just said what I was, what I was about to basically yeah, get to, like which they're, is they're, yeah. it, it's contiguous. They're using the updated models. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's basically that it's just like, there's so little that it's like genuinely new about Overwatch other than just like the, some updated character designs. It's just like them moving those character designs over. It's a lot of the people who are making Overwatch porn before are just making more of that. Now, I guess um, I have not seen uh, a major explosion of it. I'll tell you today, the most most porn I've seen of a, a video game character is that new uh, Pokemon VTuber that they announced this morning. One day, uh, one day. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember when Randy Pitchford linked the Battleborn porn Reddit? I do. <laughs> he was do. he was specifically it was during the ride because the Battleborn and Overwatch were quote unquote going head to head, which yeah. is to say that Overwatch was fucking annihilating. Yeah. Battleborn, oh yes, and it was the writing was on the wall immediately. And uh, Overwatch was very quickly becoming popular and, and like known for the amount of porn that went with it. And like Randy Pitchford went online and was like, Hey guys, watch out, everybody! Watch out. Yeah, yeah, he was like, like a ha-ha, couching who it. made this? People are about this, folks, but like, like, but it came across, across like the most desperate yeah, attempt yeah, yeah. to just like make people well, care in the same way. My theory is he made the Reddit, or someone at Gearbox made that uh, subreddit. Uh huh. I could believe that. That I mean, that totally makes sense to me. That is a Randy Pitchford ass move. Uh, uh, we we have been talking for like an hour and a half, so we should at or well an hour. We should move on to what I think is the next game, which is okay. I we'll we'll do a Nihon Falcom quick hit. Okay. I, uh, I there's not a ton to say about it, probably. Yeah, I finished Ease Nine. I don't think that game is good, as good as Ease Eight, but it was still fine. They they have a they put the plot twist at the very very end. At that point, there's not enough time to let it breathe. And I'm like, okay, you, this is you probably could have put this earlier and like written out a bit better. But oh well, I, I'm looking forward to Ease Ten, which they say is like a Souls like game, which I have right. no idea what that means. Except uh, with a younger Adol, which yeah. I also don't know what that means. After Ease Nine, I don't know where they take that story because like some like there are part. Well, technically, it's all separate, like, stories of him going to a new country, doing all this stuff, and, like, you know, solving the mystery there. Yeah. It's like, But, yeah. like, Nine makes it so, so much weird shit has just happened in this world that I don't know what you do next without referring to the, the thing that just happened. So I can see why they're going backwards and being like, let's, let's pull back a little bit. You've been playing, by the way, near Trails in the Sky 3rd, the yeah. other Nihon Falcom game. 
the last of the Trails in the Sky trilogy, which <laughs> is honestly kind of weird. Like this whole exercise has been kind of weird because like Trails in the Sky third, it turns out is this weird sort of almost like epilogue to the first two games, which I, w- I did not know going in. It's like you're... You don't play Estelle and Joshua at the beginning of the game. Uh, this, this is, you know, a game where you are playing these bracers. They're like mercenaries that help people, and you unravel a big conspiracy in the first two games. And it's kind of game one and game two are kind of like part one and part two of the same story. Part three is you play a minor support character from two and his friend, this nun. And they, everybody gets sucked into like a world where you, that is made of their memories. And so it is basically just like, unlike uh, Trails in the Sky 1 and 2, which is like kind of this like very, not super linear, but like, you know, linear story, JRPG story um, from beginning to end with like boss fights. And like you can do side quests and do a bunch of other stuff uh, along the way and then explore this big open world kind of thing. Uh, if you want, there is... Just it's just like a dungeon crawler where you're just like going from dungeon floor to dungeon floor to dungeon floor and like seeing the memories of certain characters that you then scoop up for your for your team. But mostly it is just like one uh like it's almost um Shin Megami Tensei like in a mm. in a couple of ways. Not in the in the way that people often think that means with like, you know, JRPG anime characters and fashion and stuff like that. It's just more like, yeah, this is the dungeon that is like themed like this. This is the forest dungeon. This is the water dungeon. This is the underground dungeon. And you do a bunch of that stuff and it's weird, but it's kind of cool. Like it's definitely interesting and it's like a nice capstone to some of the like character stuff with those characters. Cause it's like basically there, there some of these like, you know, memory fragments that you find throughout the game are like, you are, you know, doing a side quest, but that side quest can be like four hours. And it's just like basically four hours dedicated to what did this character and this character get up to at the end of, or after the events of trails in the sky one and two, which is kind mm. of a weird way to do it, but it's like interesting. Cause I like those characters a lot. So I'll take it. You're playing on steam deck. I assume. Yes. Hey. Still on the steam deck. It's the best way I to play those games. Love that I game. keep adding games to steam deck and I keep not playing them because vampire survivors exists. Ah, oh, yeah, it's a yeah, it's yeah. a good it's a really it's a good, good Steam Deck game. It, it's a it's a time vampire. It's literally yeah. like uh-huh. I will play this for five minutes and then an hour later I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yep, that's a good uh, one. Other than that, I've uh, I've played a little bit of Destiny Two. I won't really talk too much about that. There's not like a ton to say. I think it's kind of interesting. Yesterday, uh, Bungie put out a thing talking about um, it was National Coming Out Day, which is you know. Not a thing I even knew existed, but it was National Coming Out Day yesterday. Bungie put out a thing where they put it like they said a bunch of characters are this, that, and the other. Uh, Saint-14, a character that we knew for a long time, he's a big Russian robot. Uh, They pointed out he is gay. Um, they put, I just think this is funny because like they went down this list of like, oh yeah, this, uh, evil alien, uh, queen kind of lady, uh, is lesbian. Um, <laughs> Mara Saab. <It's>, who, <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's, you know, it's fine. Um, Mara Saab, who most people in the community had like thought was bisexual for the longest time. It was like very heavily implied that she probably was, but they just came out and said it. This character um, that did a genocide is pan. But you can say that about literally any character in Destiny. Every character in Destiny is a war criminal. Uh, but they, they they do get to the end because it's like uh, there's a non-binary character who's not in the game yet, but they showed like art of them. Okay. Uh, they will be in the next expansion. Uh, right. Who is somebody who is living on Venus, some human with like nanotech powers. 
Uh, and then it got to Drifter, who is this just like dirty little man who lives in the basement of the tower and eats anything. Like he will he will kill and eat anything. It's part of his backstory that he like starved to death and kept getting resurrected like hundreds of times in his life or whatever. So he just like learned to cook and eat like his enemies and stuff like that. And he's this like little conniving yeah. uh, grifter. He's a little rat uh, man. Yeah. He's a little rat man who lives in the basement. I think they literally, somebody calls him like literally Raggedy Man is uh-huh. like his nickname. He's great. Everybody loves him. He's got a great voice. And it's, and they pointed out that he is uh, pansexual. So he sure. will, as as Merritt pointed out on yesterday, kill, uh, eat anything and fuck anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really thank good. you, Drifter. Thank you, Drifter. Uh, the representation. Yeah. Uh, the very last thing, No Man's Sky got a big update. Yeah, big people update. are very mad about it. Yeah, um, it it overhauled like a bunch of stuff in No Man's Sky. So I've been playing a little bit of that. It overhauled. It didn't add much new stuff. It just overhauled like UI and economy and a bunch of things. And a bunch of people who were like the oil barons of the No Man's Sky universe, who would just like filthy, filthy, filthy rich, are big mad about I, like I, my activated indium isn't worth as much as it used yeah, to be so anymore it's, so it's essentially exactly the student loans argument for people uh-huh. like i was oh, gonna say crypto bros yeah, but yeah this was so hard for me it shouldn't be easy yeah. for someone else yeah 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 well Great. it's especially stupid in no man's sky because like the the people who are upset about the and the, the people are upset about a number of things like for like i got a weird comment of somebody saying like the fact that they gave us more inventory slots is bad because now I have to scroll down to look at all my inventory. Oh my god! Like, okay, um, but like the thing about the money, the 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 economy crashing, quote unquote, is weird because like No Man's Sky doesn't really have an economy, and there's like very 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 little to spend money on. So yeah. most of these people were in self admittedly making a ton of money, just like incredible financial empires and doing nothing with it because there's nothing to spend it on. Right. It was just to make the number go up for no reason. It was like a clicker to them, literally because you could set up like automatic farms that would harvest this stuff for you. Yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. strange. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw a little bit of what the Switch version looked like. It looks surprisingly okay. Yes, totally. Uh, that Switch port, uh, very good. Not like the No Man's, uh, no, No More Heroes 3 port, in which they took the Switch version and put it on PC yeah, uh, with no changes, meaning Sounds that like the, the PS5 version is better. Oh, yeah, boy. which is shocking, but also not that sh- It's weird that in the universe of the world 2022, we're still getting PC versions that are like, I don't know, PCs are like pirates, right? Let's do whatever. Yeah. Let's take the mobile, the phone version and put that on PC. <laughs> well, it's, well, sports games are an amazing example of this. Like sports games, they're, they're more and more often coming out on PC, but there's still this divide between last gen consoles and current gen consoles and so um like a current gen consoles you'll get like all the bells and whistles you'll get you know uh new engine updates you'll get a bunch of really fancy shit on old console things they're basically just rehashes of every past year's version Mm -hmm. of the sports game and for some reason pc ports are the shitty versions of these, which makes no sense to me. Um, but that's how they've been doing it. And and all these games like Madden and NBA 2K and stuff are just getting wrecked on Steam reviews and stuff because they're the shitty versions of these games. It's weird. That's so strange. Yeah. 
Right. I suppose it's probably cheaper, but I don't understand. Like, considering how well things like the Yakuza games uh, have done on PC and stuff like that, and like per the Persona games right. have done on PC, like you would think that people would notice that like the PC yeah. is actually like an incredible yeah. market for it, this stuff. It's, it's, it is an incredible market, but maybe it's more of a potential market than an actual current market for some of these mm. things. You know, it's like yeah, I, I could see the logic of like if No More Heroes is not going to sell well anywhere, right? Like, why bother doing that much work? Yeah, but it's it's kind of like a damned if you do damned. It's like, all right, so you're setting yourself up for this kind of like a certain amount of success and failure because you're not really putting your back into it. But I guess they're just figuring, oh, the extra effort would not be worth the uh, the benefits. So it's weird. Natalie, why are you playing Mass Effect 2 again? Yeah, why? Yeah, so my dad is playing through Mass Effect for the first time. Like he is a big sci-fi nerd loves star wars star trek all that stuff so i told him like hey there's this really important series to me that i think you would actually really like just because um he tried to get into the witcher he really likes the show but that sort of that barrier um when it comes to getting into a game and like actually playing it i think has been a thing that he's never really overcome all that often um we used to play zelda games when we were little um when when i was little um he would help me play through them because i you know would get to a difficult section and he would try to help me out and i would be the one to do it at the end anyway but it was a thought that counted and i appreciated that Uh, so um yeah i told him about mass effect told him it was the kind of thing that he would really like and so yeah he's been really enjoying it right now we are on Mass Effect 2, which is longer than I remembered it being. Um, but I, I mentioned Mass Effect not just because I'm watching slash a little playing on the side whenever the enemies get too difficult for him, um, but also because like I've been thinking about my favorite narratives and games in the last few years. Um, and Mass Effect 2 counts because of the legendary edition that came out last year, so I, you know, it's not a cop-out answer. But I was thinking about Mass Effect 2 a lot because um, I, I find it fascinating that it almost has a a dating sim-like structure to it. I mean, in a lot of dating sims, what happens is that you have the main path and you have this you know central plot that carries everything forward, moves these characters into a certain direction. Um, but you have all these like routes quote-unquote of the loyalty missions and the plot lines that you discover and those things aren't quite optional so much as they're actually part of the main narrative they're really nicely weaved in there um like the main narrative of mass effect 2 is to get to know these characters if you don't do that you're you're playing maybe like a third of the game at most in my opinion and so i was thinking about that because i just think dating sims are really good at um just allowing you to get to know certain characters on a on a different layer different level that you would if it wasn't you know if there wasn't like a romantic aspect involved since we're all different people you know at work we're different people with our friends we're different people with our partners and so that's just uh, an extra layer that is fascinating to peel back when it comes to you know getting to learn new characters and new people um and i was thinking about how Mass Effect 3 is my favorite of the series, but at least to me, Mass Effect 2 is absolutely the most important in the entire series. And it's exactly why it works, because it shifts 
Mass Effect 1 is very much about the world more than the characters to me, and Mass Effect 2 is the reason why this trilogy then shifts from being about the world to being about the characters. Like at the end, when you're, you know, deciding between destroy, control, and synthesis, you're not thinking, oh, I wonder how this will impact Solarian society. Or like, you're not thinking, oh, I wonder how the Turians will think about humans after I make this decision, right? Like when you pick destroy, for example, you're thinking, oh, this means that Edie will die because she's a synthetic. This person that I have right. grown very fond of over the last few games, maybe this means that I have killed her without thinking about those consequences. You're thinking, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it back home to Garrus because I might die right here and now. Um, and that's not a conversation that we, you know, had in the way that I would have loved to. Uh, you're thinking Anderson just died and I hope he is proud of me and respects my choice even if he doesn't agree with what I have done. You're not thinking about the, uh, you know, the grander galaxy. You're thinking about the people that you've befriended and fall in love with along the way. Um, and I think that's, yeah, of course, the heart of what makes Mass Effect work and why I love it so much. So I'm reappreciating Mass Effect 2. I already appreciated it a lot, but even more so now. It's it's such a great game, such a fantastic game. I don't know what they were doing, waking up every day, what they put in their coffee and shit, but like they made a fantastic <laughs> game every single day. Do you, when your dad plays these games, do you play with him? Um, so I, I watch him play it and I step in until he, like, he'll die a lot and I'll tell him, you can do it. You know, I, I try to be like a little, a, a bit of a strict parent. I'm like, you can do it. Go ahead. <laughs> go forth. I believe in you. And it'll take him a few tries, but usually he's able to do it. If I see that he's really, you know, struggling with a certain wave of enemies and that's, you know, I'm like this, he doesn't need to beat this fight in order to gain the most enjoyment that he can out of this game i'll ask him do you want me to do it and he'll let me know and he'll usually give me the controller but i will let him do it so that he could have the experience on his own even if he's not used to games i think it's it's just good to allow someone to have that experience when you were when you were playing alongside him do you give him tips about how to pick up other characters in that game uh yes like i i tell him i try to guide him in the right direction like i went to of romances oh of romances no he's not interested in the romance aspect at all <laughs> <laughs> if anything i told him uh he said something he tried to be nice to miranda but it ended up being a flirty option and he was like really confused at the screen for a moment and i was like do you want to romance her and he was like no and I was like, okay, then don't pick that option. So if anything, I'm straying him away from characters. I don't think he's quite interested in that aspect. Okay. I feel like that would be weird. Like I have a, I, yes. I refuse to watch like romance scenes and movies in the same room with my parents, like playing a game where you're like, yeah, if you do this, you can sleep with Tally. Yeah, I think is yeah. would be strange. That's yeah, so in the first game, I I very strongly encouraged him. I was like, you know, maybe the romance thing isn't your thing. Um, you don't need to do it, <laughs> and it's just you know a little uncomfortable for some people. So I really tried to <laughs> stray him away from it, and I think yeah. he's he's good with that too. Because if, if I had kids, I would absolutely not in the same room like pick up any lady in a video game especially with dad like with mom in the room like we talk about everything so i'm like okay fine but with dad it's like i gotta i gotta leave the room right now <laughs> mm. 
Uh, I think speaking of uh, leaving the room, we might drop it there because we had a lot of like personal talk. We're gonna leave the room. We're just gonna walk away. Let it keep recording. You get the Patreon listeners get thirty minutes of extra silence recording. No, this is the this is the first episode of Material Possessions. Hopefully, you guys like it. Like I said, it's a little ramshackle at the beginning. We're gonna slowly improve this over time. But you, the Patreon patrons help make this happen as long as we stay above a certain threshold we can keep making this happen uh if you're not a member of patreon and you would like to be you can go to pros p-r-o-s-e cons k-h-a-n-s proscons.com and sign up for the one and only five dollar tier which helps keep this thing running helps keep my game running going with of which there will be previews and reviews in the upcoming weeks and at like a weekly newsletter every Friday. Uh, John Warren, what do you have going on in your life that you would like to to shout out? Oh, gosh. I'm, <laughs> I'm over on Twitter at Floppy Adult. You can find a lot of my stuff there. I've got a link tree with a lot of this info that I'm about to give you uh, linked out so you don't have to memorize it. Uh, but I do have a podcast called If You're Driving, Close Your Eyes. I run with former fanbite folks, LB Hunk Tears and Nikki Grayson and Jordo is on the sticks for that podcast as well. Uh, if you go to ifyourdriving.com, you can find our Patreon. There are a few levels. We did not make it as simple as Emron did uh, for pros cons there are a few levels you get different stuff for each level uh it's a blast so far uh, we've gotten a lot of support and uh the first four episodes are out now five if you do a ten dollar plus uh uh monthly support so uh yeah that's i've got a lot of stuff going on uh i will be doing a patreon myself uh in the near future but uh no info about that yet well hell yeah we will definitely Start talk about that when we actually come back Thank and do it. You, yeah. We are doing this this podcast bi monthly, so there will be one and more episode in two weeks, which will have a somewhat different crew. Uh, we will figure out who's going to be on. Like it'll be at least Andrea Sheeran and Michael High on the next episode, but we're going to figure out who from this episode is going to be on there. I was thinking about rolling some dice, but we'll figure that out. Niriam Strom, what do you have to shout out this week? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Niriam Strom, N-E-R-I-U-M-S-T-R-O-M. I'm working on a twine game right now. That's kind of my mm-hmm. only big thing, but you can't play that right now or anything like that. It's just something I'm working on for Hell funsies. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited about that. So that's been cool to work on. I've been working on a lot, a lot of uh, written stuff that I don't talk about because that's in my other life. But I, well, I don't. I talk about it constantly. I'm not <laughs> sharing a link to it yet. We'll see how we'll see how things go in the next in the coming months. If I need to really crank up commissions or something like that we'll see how it goes um but mostly i've just been doing that stuff there's not a lot not a lot special going on in my life if you got a fucking job out there you want to offer me and you're listening to this hit me up hey hey uh natalie flores what do you have going on this week uh i pretty much have nothing going on um i did work on a commission for IGN that's like I'll be doing very very limited uh, games journalism work as I try to just move away from media in general save for like being on this podcast and like a a Final Fantasy 14 piece here and there to you know make ends meet uh, after being unceremoniously laid off Uh, but yeah, for now, it's just searching for opportunities, having a few in my bag and um, hoping they all pan out and then evaluating my options. So that's not something that I, you know, publicize, uh, just keep it to our Discord. So, um, yeah, anything else is on my Twitter. Anything that I make public is on there. My Twitter is Hardy Misa. That's heart I-M-E-C-I-A. 
And we also have our producer, Jordan Mallory. You can find on Twitter at Jordan underscore Mallory. Jordan also looking for, for work. Yeah. If you want to hit up their Twitter one the for, find producers. one of the best producers in the biz. Yeah. 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 Jordan makes our uh, podcasts and everything we record just sing. I'm so happy that yes. we have him with us right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People should be giving Jordan a lot more money than I am giving them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this has been the, the inaugural episode of Material Possessions. We will see you guys in two weeks, and some of you guys will see you in four weeks. But keep keep pumping money to the Patreon so we can keep doing this thing. Yes. And hopefully we'll we are also open to like uh, feedback. Leave comments and let us know how we did and how you like it and if there's anything else. Anything that like really drove you crazy about 99 potions that you want to change now, now is the time to do it. Now is the time to let us know so we can either ignore you or do it. <laughs> Alright, this is... Well, as I guess we're starting a new tradition because we're not, we're not drinking potions anymore. No. That's, that's, that's old school. That is like way in the past. Yeah. We're not doing that shit. Instead, we're going to drink ethers because we need some uh, replenishment of MP. Mm. So let's sidle up to the bar. Let's get those ethers in our hand that are not at all dangerous to drink. <laughs> Go. Clink, clink, clink. clink.